Welcome to We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and yours. With Chad C. Meek, Neil Trentre, Kyle Lee, and me, Eric Newman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of We're Out There, a show about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and others. Where time doesn't exist, so you can't be late to record the show. With me, of course, is the guy whose name is on the show, Chad C. Meek. Chad, it doesn't matter if you're late. Your name's on the show. It's yours, baby. Yes. How you doing? I'm here. I'm right here, baby. Here I am. That's great. That's great. Uh, And from broadcasting, booming from his ranch up in Montana, big sky country is Neil Treadray, chewing on a grass of straw and sitting on a rocking chair. The nice mint julep. Is that how the ranch life goes? More or less, yeah, except I don't have a ranch. (laughs) But, uh... You oh, yeah, the yeah, no, yeah, the ranch is, Come on, uh, aliens. Yeah. 200 head of cattle, something like that. I don't know. Come on, uh, man, that's the whole fantasy you some, just killed. Just some killed rain, the... some cooler weather. It's it's nice. You know, You've got a I big have... field across from your house, though. That's kind of like that's a ranch. True. Uh, Which is the rest of Montana. Uh, right. Well. Uh, yes, and butting in over there, of course, is my compatriot of podcasting, Kyle Lee. Hi, Kyle. Howdy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm sitting on my ranch. That's great. Your ranch in Orlando where there is no vegetation because nothing grows in Florida. Uh, how is the Olympics? You've got some. You were watching the Olympics just we were, now? We were watching highlights. Highlights. The, okay. uh, I read an article on Fox News that said that, that the reason that the Olympics uh, viewership is down this year is because of all the woke protests from the oh, contestants. As opposed right. to the fact that every 13 seconds there's another commercial. There's nothing but crap going on on the chirons you have and it's just it's it's hard to watch it also because i don't have cable so uh we right just watch, well i we mean just, isn't it on nbc yeah it's on nbc but wh- what am i going to do that for i can watch highlights on youtube that's how people consume media nowadays that's right it's not going to be long before they'll before they'll prohibit that due to rights i'm surprised they let you do that at all well, who's doing the compilation is it NBC, YouTube? nbc oh nbc's doing NBC it in the post on youtube is, smart yeah Smart. Um, I mean, also, you know, we're kind of t- detached from the Olympics, not just because they're kind of old hat and old media, and it just seems like something that's held over from many centuries gone by, but it's also the fact that there's, you know, COVID and there's still a lot of that stuff boiling during the Olympics. And that's, I think, leading to some of the reasons why people aren't as, as involved in it as they usually were. We're a, div- but- we're, we're a divided nation, so... You know, why would we want to support one team? We should actually field two teams, one uh, one headed by Donald Trump, the other by Joe Biden. That's exciting. OK, that's that's <laughs> I don't I don't think either of them have any business working in sports. No. And unfortunately, they're part of the same team of neoliberalism that we'll get to in a second, because today's episode is about the new libertarian party. Chad has a manifesto. Small M yes, manifesto yes. of how you think that the world Vi- should work. It's your new world order. Viva Maybe? la revolution! That's right. Yeah. Uh, you and you and Kyle could uh, yeah. sip espressos and 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 talk about the demise of capitalism, the demise of the American way. Except when the Olympics are on, and then it's America first, USA number one. Go us, the U.S. Mm. Yes, that's I mean, right. It's, it's all right to be happy for. People that are can you say America well. first at the Olympics when you're rooting for us, the U.S.? Well, no, I enjoy watching like these skilled people do their craft. It's 
really neat. Well, well sure. But I mean, what do, what do you think about that gymnast? Um, I forgot her name. She's like the new best gymnast ever that sat out of a competition because she wasn't in the right mental space, which I totally understand. Sim- yeah. Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. Simone Biles. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think uh, it's, it's great that she knows her body well enough to uh, not and her mind. hurt herself. Yeah. Man, I mean, that her. takes an incredible. Now, what, what I heard is that she's on Ritalin and they don't allow that in the Olympics in Japan. I think it's a Japanese rule more than an Olympic rule. So oh. her having to not take her prescribed medicine, go, essentially go off, going off of a heavy psychiatric med, cold turkey is not a good, oh. not a good turn. I didn't know that. Not a good that, uh, I, twist that, of fate. That sounds like absolute trash. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like anything realistic. It's, it, what if what if I told you it was realistic? Well, I mean, then I'd say, well, great, but it doesn't. It sounds like uh, it sounds like <laughs> someone came up with a theory. Stuck it on a blog and or stuck it on their Twitter and then it uh, got some traction. But uh, uh, Simone Biles ADHD meds among common drugs banned from the Olympics from ABC News. The, anyway, no, we can no, argue no, over. Ritalin, that's got to be un American. That's, that's very un American, but that's why the Olympics aren't in the US. They're in uh, Japan where they don't need supplements like that. Anyway, that's another story. Hmm. Um, so we have, we're going to talk about new philosophies for governance, but first, I want to talk about uh, a new philosophy of governance that, uh, 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 sorry, I'm trying to multitask, which I, I, I can't seem to do because I added, new, I added new jingles to the soundboard to try to sound, you know, a little better, and uh, I forgot because they're not colorized like they used to be. I have no idea where they are. Uh, anyway, so there we go. The Havana Syndrome, that is not what I wanted to hit. Gary, <laughs> Gary preview page, top left in orange. Ah, thank you. Cuba is now allowing small and medium-sized private businesses in a hedge against communism. Under new rules, enterprises with up to 100 employees will be allowed. Uh, President Miguel Diaz-Canal said Cuba was taking firm steps to update its economic model. Neil, what do you think as a Cuban expat? Well, ex- the yeah, the the small private businesses. Um, I don't know if that was changed in the last couple of years, but that was uh, that was allowed under Raúl years ago. But it sounds like up to a hundred employees. I mean, that's a fairly sizable enterprise. Sure. Um, you know, so the small businesses. You had small restaurants. Um, you know, little uh, like cell phone repair stores. Um, all of these little, uh, well, like a small business, anything you know, right. offering, offering, um, trades for it, people. It sounds like that, like if it, up to a hundred employees could be, you know, a small farm or a hotel or, or, or things like that. I mean, it, it's still, it's still big, but it, it, it you know, a hundred employees, if you've got something that requires, you know, 20 people to work, um, you know, for 12 to 18 hours a day, couple shifts, you could easily hit 100 employees. Hey, 100 employees is a lot. Yeah. But um, I mean, like a, gro- a, a Publix, a grocery store has 100 employees easy. But those grocery stores had been owned by the state, right? And that's kind of like what we talked about last time or the a couple episodes ago when we talked right. about Neil and Havana. And, it, and this report says that I guess most small and medium biz- businesses had been owned by the state. And so, right is how does that work? Do you like have to file it for a permit with the state, with the government, yes. and say, yep. "Can I open this business and give you the profits?" Or there are no profits in coming. How does that work? They they tax it very heavily. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, um, but it's it's very heavily taxed. 
Um, you know, there's very strict licensing requirements. Um, you know, if you say I want to be a, a hairdresser or whatever the case may be, you know, there's there, they keep track on how many hairdressers are in Havana, how many are in this particular uh, block wow. and that sort of thing. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a, a very it's become a very known, uh, well-known bookstore, um, Cuba Libro, which means Cuba book. That's um, funny. And uh, that's they, a good, they that's a good had pun. trouble because like they had like a dual business license with they were a bookstore and a coffee shop. And Ooh. under this, you know, almost like 1970s era Soviet style bureaucracy, Brezhnev era bureaucracy, they just couldn't conceive of like, well, you do two things. That doesn't that's weird. I mean, so, for what it's worth, uh, that same kind of duality allows a few shops to escape local liquor lobby rules, especially on a day like today, which is Sunday. In Pennsylvania, grocery stores can't sell booze uh, because the government, the state of the Commonwealth, excuse me, of Pennsylvania controls all the liquor. They're just like cut back, except not in Canada. And the stores that are allowed to sell. And when I say liquor, I don't even mean I don't even mean like liquor, liquor. I mean, beer and wine. You can't just go into a grocery store and get some spiked seltzer or some cider even. Anyway, the way around that is all these grocery stores started opening up a little cafe section. And then you could get a you could get a beer or some wine with your food. And then you walk out with it. You're not allowed to go in the grocery store with the alcohol that you purchased, even if it's like a gallon growler of beer. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, in, so. in, in Cuba, we really need to free the people at those bookstores by turning them into a Barnes and Noble franchise. That's the only <laughs> right. way that if, we can give right. them the freedom. Or, or perhaps that they an deserve. Amazon fulfillment uh, center. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say this Barnes and that might be the last Barnes and Noble. You'll have a Barnes and Noble next to a Sizzler next to the idea of the middle class actually flourishing. <laughs> Down opening, there in Cuba. Uh, opening a blockbuster. Oh, there you go. Blockbuster. I actually, I, when I went to London a year ago, I saw a blockbuster still. It was closed. Really? Oh, but well. the storefront was, no, no, no. But the storefront was still there. But like it had closed recently in 2020, which was a little odd. But I thought the, anyway. last, uh, the last blockbuster was in Alaska or something. They had like a Twitter account and everything. I think it's still there. It might still be there. Well, yeah. okay, but I, th- I thought that was like the last blockbuster. It might Earth. be if it's still there Supposedly, because there, there this were, one is closed. There were two of them left in the United States until like uh, a, a year or two ago. Right. Uh, one of them shut down and there still is one left. One's a bed and breakfast, mm. I believe, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> you can actually, it's an actual bed and breakfast. Oh, you, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> well, you can only wait. You can only watch video cassettes. Entertainment is a four-head VHS player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's you, you great. Can, uh, it could do freeze frame. Ten percent off your room rate if you rewind some VHS tapes that were dropped off. And if you oh become a, a, blockbuster a blockbuster member, Airbnb. Would you? Could you? Would you imagine that? It's in Bend, Oregon. Look at that. A oh, it's, I don't make this stuff up, you guys. No, you're right. It's not. It's, it's not an actual. Wait, is it? An, it is an actual uh, video store. Okay. <laughs> So he must have. They must not have been getting the foot traffic that they needed. So they start renting out half the store as a bed and breakfast. <laughs> it's literally B-B-B. in the middle of a retail store. It's a it's a a, a bed set up with a TV screen. That's so they amazing. have like all of the the shelves for the tapes. You pull them down, and they're a Murphy bed. They no no they don't have that. It's just a little <laughs> couch bed, and then a, a a bookshelf case. It actually looks very cozy. Oh, I mean, I do miss the smell, the smell of blockbusters, the smell of bookstores. Probably the smell of gasoline will all be relics of the 20th century. But someone who we all wish was a relic of the 20th century, but it's not, is a very, very important man. 
more Jeff Bezos news. Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Apparently, Bezos and he, uh, through his company Blue Origin threw some shade at NASA because NASA gave a grant to Elon Musk's company SpaceX. They released, uh, they came up with this press release that's called NASA's decision to eliminate competition from the human landing system program. Wrong for America's leadership in space. Essentially, it just is complaining that they didn't pick Blue Origin. That should be the only company that they go with due to Jeff Bezos' ties with the government. But that was, of course, applauded by Elon Musk, mm-hmm. who says in a very nice tweet, I do love NASA. I always have. So eloquent. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it That's does. the entirety of a statement. I do love NASA. Always have. Uh, He's a man of few words. Very yeah, helpful. 140 characters at a time. Yeah. Uh, he said, just want to say that it was, it was a tweet. Just want to say thanks to those in government who fight hard for the right thing to happen despite extreme pressure to do otherwise. Therein lies the core goodness of the American state. Wow. Is he trying to kiss a little ass to get them to coup uh, Bolivia again? Wow. <laughs> is, that, is that for the lithium? Yes. yes. Oh. Then yes, I'm sure. I mean, it, it yeah. sounds like a nice, ba- nice billionaire back and forth. We haven't seen uh, since... I guess it was Steve Jobs and Bill Gates did the same thing 20 years ago, but it wasn't about space. Uh, Also, another thing about Bezos is that he's no longer the richest man in the world. That goes to Louis Vuitton. Honneur Bernard Arnault supplants Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world. Horrible accent. But that makes sense. Speaking of, has the same amount of child labor going into his businesses. Oh, excuse me. What is his, uh, what's his business? Fashion, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Oh, it's Louis, Louis Vuitton Purses, is actually like the, you know, bags, oh. accessories. Bags. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm familiar with. They're the, made I by kids didn't... in Asia, yeah. so it's the same, <laughs> it's the same profit margin. It's Jeff Bezos. He who, he um, who controls the spice controls the universe. Combined with a family holdings company, Arnold now owns 47 percent of Louis Vuitton which has a total market value of about $416 billion U.S. as of Thursday. That's crazy. Oh, he doesn't make... He's just on the on the chairman of... So he, he's got he's money He's 47% elsewhere. of yeah. a $416 billion company. Oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> which also owns brands like Christian Dior, Bulgari, Tag Heuer, Heuer, Heuer Sephora, Heuer. and Hennessy. Oh. I've seen its stock price soar more than 30% year to date. Wow. Well, I can't wait to populate the ground floors of his home with cattle. He should, uh, invest, in, he should invest in Canal Street. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's about... I guess that was, that was about it for our short news segment. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gl- I don't know. You want to talk more about Jeff Bezos? Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to. Uh, well, I really can't talk about him because he sells my books, so I really can't... I thought about it. And I have to suck right. up. So yeah, he gave us he gave us a warning. He actually said he gave me a push notification on the Kindle app today when I was reading yeah. your book, Chad. Yeah. He said if Chad talks any more stuff about me, I'm going to take. He'll never work in this town oh, again. Which is probably a good thing. You'll never work. You'll never work in books again, kiddo. Oh, wow. So yeah. And with that, uh, wasn't there? I feel like there was something else we wanted to talk about before we dive I wanna, into. You know what? I want to talk about. Look, can I can, can I segue, or, or do you want to segue? Go for it. 
I mean, are we going to talk about your book? Because that's what we're. That's what oh we're no! Oh no, no! We can talk about it. I'm just saying. I, you know, I, I I feel a little stiff right now. So you know, what? Whenever I feel a little stiff, it's always good for me to tell a little story. Oh. Okay. Yeah, story. It is. Do you have a story time music? Ah, not that. Okay. All right. Here's the story. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Okay. All right. Let me let me get started. Okay. Do you guys recall when I sent you your Kindle copies of the Revolution yes. Revolution for America, the New Libertarian Party, Revolution for America, the New Libertarian Party? So I, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Good. Let's slow that down for the for the people we have listening to the show that haven't heard of this book before. Okay. Okay. I sent everyone with the book, I sent a little blurb on the bottom of the email, but anyway, of the book, The New Libertarian Party, Revolution for America. There should be another little subtitle, but I couldn't get it in, and it, it should say After the Fall, but that's not there. That's the invisible, uh, you know, subtitle. But, sure. but, here's the but. I did say, and I thought about it, you know, as far as, it, you know, for some reason I included it, about the lunar eclipse that's going to happen in november and it's a uh-huh. big one Ooh. it's a big you one. did mention a lot about there was a there were a couple of other major eclipses and planetary alignments that happened last year yeah. but that was last year so what's this new eclipse about lunar okay eclipse? Uh, okay okay let's start from the beginning okay well all right there was a guy um, who I inadvertently ran into on the internet who actually later became a director of my company. And, and he actually was a smart guy, uh, of a wonderfully brilliant guy. Of course, he's Jewish, uh, you know, as far as that. Yeah. At any rate, brilliant, brilliant guy. What does that have to do with anything? I don't, I don't know. I thought it's, I'd throw it in. Anyways, it's a qualification. Yeah, yeah, he was qualified. Anyways, but yeah, well, yeah. As far as quali- listen, let me tell you how qualified he was. He was so qualified, he actually had. He the, was circumcised twice. He was circumcised thrice. <laughs> thrice born. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, he had the, he, had, he had the, the North American. Yeah, he he was uh, a big wig on an ad agency in New York, of course, and and and, and, and he had Toyota. He was the guy behind all the Toyota uh, ads uh, in uh, North America. I mean, you know, really. Okay, so I ran into him. Okay, couple of the couple of weird, 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 weird things that happened. Uh, I found out that he was a devotee of my uncle. Okay, which I didn't know that. Okay, and I and I just kind of casually, I don't know how it came up. And he said, he says, your uncle, of course, uh, George, uh, Van uh, uncle George Van Tassel. And he goes, he, goes, yeah. uh, he, he, he says, right. Chad, I want you really to read this book. It's called When Stars Look Down. I go, oh, okay, sure. Why not? He says, yeah, this guy inspired me for everything I've done. I, I attribute all my success to George Van Tassel. And I said, oh, fantastic. Uh, you know, of course, then he went through the, by the way. By the way, I think he's my uncle who you're talking about. Anyway, so it was. Anyway, so anyway, that, that was the weird, weird, weird thing as far as that. I've had that happen a lot. But anyways, so anyways, okay. But what he did is he showed me, he was a, also, he traded. He traded, all, you know, he traded all kinds of stuff. But his big thing was trading the S&P uh, 500. And, uh, you know, that's what he did kind of as an uh, application. Extraordinarily successful. I mean, we're talking uh, millions. And I go, well, how do you do it? And he goes, well, he says, I have the New York uh, Stock Exchange inception chart. 
Okay. And I said, great. I said, so you actually, he says, yeah. He says, everything, if you go off this chart, you can basically plot the future of the stock market uh, of where it's going to go. I go, I go, you know, serious? And yeah, he says, yeah, I, which, which I've kind of dabbled in this kind of stuff too. So it wasn't like I was a neophyte. I, I actually knew what he was talking about. So I went and got it and I, I traced it. And yeah, he was fairly accurate. Well, lo and, An inception yeah. chart. Yeah. What is that? Lo and behold. Okay, here's the other lo and behold. What's, what, wait, wait, what's an inception chart? Well, um, like, for instance, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, it's the day and the hour that everyone got together uh, on, on Wall Street and created the, and started trading, that is the beginning of the, the, the origin, the, the genesis. The inception. The genesis of, the wall, of, of all of Wall Street, okay? So, so anyway, anyway, so he was basing. No, there, there's an, the inception chart. My wife had an app for that when we were trying to conceive. Oh, okay, it's the same thing. I, I, actually, it really is. I mean, I'm not even kidding about that. It really, it really is. I mean, you know, as far as that, there's a lot of similarities. So, anyways, you know, for everything, there's beginning and there's an end. Set, you know, Ecclesiastics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, anyways, the whole philosophy behind astrology is, especially in the mundane world uh, uh, of astrology, is to create an entity. From a certain time in space, certain day, certain hour, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and you take that chart and you extrapolate it all the way to the current time periods. As far as that, I see. Okay, so you start tracking. Yeah. Let me see if I understand it. So you start tracking the planets. So you write down the position of all these astral bo uh, bodies at, let's say, the date that the New York Stock Exchange opened right. back in the that, 20s. That, that would and be then, transiting, the, transiting over, the, over the New York Stock Exchange at that date, yes. And then you follow it in the progressions of all of the planets and astral bodies until now? Yes. And then what? And then you just keep... Keep doing it how does forever. That, forever. Tells a story. How does that track yeah. differently? I mean, how does that track... I, I don't understand how that tracks differently from just, like, following the current projection of all of these... Astro because it, it gives every event a historical backing like it it gives it's it's not just saying oh the sun is out today it's saying i'm having good luck because the sun is out today and i recognize that i have good luck when the sun is out in this position at these times and my ancestors also had that luck based on this chart that shows the positions of the planets and the whatnot it's, right it's, when, it's when the when the... it's a justification for your it's a justification for your feelings and for your good fortune or bad fortune or whatever. Or whatever. It's yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a justification for everything based on the position of the planets and the universe going back. Because with math, you can chart these things. You can, right, right. You know, you don't actually have to have someone observe it so a it's, thousand so years it's, ago. So when when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter Lies aligns with, with Mars, Mars, right, then peace will the guide the planets and love will steer the stars. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, but seriously. Uh, okay. So getting back to this, May seventeenth, seventeen ninety two, at ten ten a.m. Yeah, New York, New York, that was when the New York uh, Stock Exchange was founded. That was the, really? the, the point in time. Really? 1792? Yeah. So, wow. so there it was. Okay, so, okay, to, to, to make a long story short, as possibly as, as I can, um, what's happening is uh, the sun is going to be, at, which is at 27 degrees, 17 minutes, okay, a place in pine. That's, their, that's his birthday sun solar chart is actually going to be aspected by a lunar eclipse 
to the degree. Now, what lunar eclipses mean, uh, uh, solar eclipses generally by tradition mean new beginnings. A lunar eclipse means endings. So that's what it is right now. And I'm thinking, okay. And actually, that's what Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as the president. I really don't want to. Oh, uh, no, you know, too interesting. No, no, no. Here's what's really interesting is that you said it was 27 degrees. That's the same. That's the same uh, heading that Manhattan actually is tilted from true north. So that actually, it's in the same level. You know, it's 27 degrees north northwest or something like that. And this is the same kind of. But seriously, so um, what's, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, so at any rate, um, yeah. I'm actually um, we're I'm being inducted enough, into the age of Aquarius, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet my book, you know, here as far as that. I'm confident enough to probably, if the world goes to hell, okay, you know, and oh, I, it's going, and, and it is going. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know how many clues everyone wants to get, but <laughs> but it, and usually what, and of course, what everyone thinks is that the dollar is going to absolutely collapse. Well, actually, it's just the opposite. So what's going to happen is everything's going to collapse, and the dollar Into is the going dollar. to go And up. the dollar will be the yeah. only currency left, and we're going to win the game. We'll win yes. the game. Yeah, we're going to win the game. Yeah. America first! But seriously, uh, so let me, okay, so that's a good transition. It's a great transition into the stuff that you talked about in your book because you actually talked a lot about Aquarius. Wait, wait, Chad, I thought you were going to give me a stock tip for uh, for November 19th. Yeah, 1792. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, no. I'm serious. Be in cash. Be in, be in, be in cash. You you know, you you could go into the, uh, you know, play the dollar futures, but be in cash. Cash, really? Because I've heard, yeah. I've heard because of the inflation, cash is one of the worst things to That's stand. That's what they right say. Now. But you know what? I don't. Th- you know what? Um, I I know they because it's all fiat currency. It doesn't. But yeah, I think it, it's like, nonsense. Wouldn't it be better? It's, it's all about precious metals: gold, I was just gonna silver, say. and lead. Uh, right. I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna mention. That. I was gonna. Hold on. I'm trying to. This is a very ADD conversation. <laughs> take a breath. Take, take, take a, a deep breath. breath. Believe me, I want to say half of sentences of three different topics, just like you guys. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, um, all right, let's let's take it. Let's take a step back. So one of the things we'll get we'll get to all of this in in just a minute as we slowly churn through your your book because you talked about all this stuff in your book, which I did read. Uh, it was very very nice to read, and um, you talked about a lot about Aquarius. What is it, other than the Fifth Dimension song? I love Aquarius. Aquarian, the waterman. The waterman is happening. The Brotherhood of Man, Aquarius, where we all basically hold hands That's No, 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 that's a different yeah. song. That's how to get, succeed in business without really trying. Well, actually, it also rules technology, too. So, yeah, I mean, and we're really moving into that world. And, again, you know, and again, not to, you know, leapfrog the, the book or the discussion on that stuff goes. I mean, you know, this whole uh, march towards singularity, that's a reality. That's gonna, right. yeah, that's gonna happen. Well, I, well, I don't, hold on, I don't hold like on, hold on. I don't, I don't, I hate the idea. We'll, I hate, we'll talk yeah. about that. Hold on, let's, let's take a step back. One thing at a time. Uh, what is the age of what is actually the age of Aquarius? Because you do reference it quite a few times in your book, and you say like we're tr- we're very close to being there, or we're just we just got there, and we're actually it's a, it's a completely new way of looking at things. No, yeah. it, 
Isn't it like, isn't that, isn't the age of Aquarius the age where everything comes together? Yes. Or that, is that, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Did I say that? God, I tell you what. You yeah, said you that did. a lot. You said, you said approaching singularity and you yeah, were. Yeah, right, 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 right. But I mean, I mean in, your, in your book, you mentioned that, you mentioned that a lot. Uh, there was also this thing about, uh, you said, you said, AI will never be a direct threat of taking over the entire human species when the singularity does occur. Human social intelligence and computerized intelligence will be fused together and return to the creator. Yes. Very. That's the, not a yeah. not Tony Stark, but yes, yes. So what? Could you explain that? Well, actually, that's almost really, like uh, can't revelations. Yeah, yeah. Actually, really, what it is is that um, we are uh, again. I mean, it. This is what the future is. We're literally. I mean, first of all, our copy is. Half animal. If you want to go through the Anunnaki, you know, whole whole thing, we were actually created. And I keep on talking about be kind to mules on my next book, but essentially, what's happening or what happened to us is that we were created by an animal and a higher intelligence, and and literally we were put, uh, we were fused together at that time period. Well, the next fusion is going to happen. Only we're going to be this copy along with technology. So it's going to be. It, and is it, that yeah. just because technology is going to continue to evolve and bleed into biology? It is. And so we'll it just naturally is. fuse. It's already right. there, actually. Well, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's very it, close. We're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing right. the, the manipulation of genes for not, not even just to cure diseases. We're seeing the manipulation of genes just to make food tastier. But is that um, and, and that, that actually that you're right and that is based off of AI. Yes. Um, technology bleeding into biology. I think we're at the very, very, very early well, days of AI, that. AI People are just, embedding AI like you're embedding an RFID chip. AI just just makes the footwork faster. Yeah. Well, you right, get, but I'm, I'm yeah. talking about the people that embed like an RFID chip into their hands so they don't have to open a door. You know, that's where we are right now. We're not in the exactly the augmented reality eyeballs. It will probably be at the end of the century. So. Um, now, you, you mention a lot about AI in your book. You say it's necessary for the new Libertarian Party to succeed. Yes. But then also China uses it as a way to further fascism. They weaponized it. So how, do you, how yeah. do you prevent, if we have the singularity, AI gains consciousness and sentience, how do you prevent AI from being used for evil like that? Because we actually wouldn't have control over it anymore. Well, why, why wouldn't we have it control over it anymore? Well, how, if we didn't have, con why wouldn't we have yeah, control? Yeah, why wouldn't we have control over Because it? after the singularity, it gains oh, enough consciousness oh, and, no, and that, presence. That's, that's the end game as far as that. I'm just saying as we march okay. towards that, no, we, so we're, we, so, we our, our controls will continue as far as that. But again, like for instance, the mess at the border, okay? Why couldn't you put a barcode on somebody and listen, say, hey, and why couldn't you have like Hitler, a Hitler kiosk, tried doing yeah, that. have a kiosk? At the border, and then if people, you know, don't don't play by the rules, you basically, you know, send because, a drone over them, be, be, right? Because Hitler Hitler tried doing that seventy years ago. It, it, Except they weren't barcodes; they were numbers written on people. But it was well, similar. it's. I mean, that was a that was you you could say that was that his vision for a new, a new century. I mean, you can equate anything. To How Hitler about social security numbers? Well, no, right? I mean that's I mean, a very. No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, I, a, I don't want a barcode. Is we're not talking about a barcode tattooed to someone's forehead. It's essentially someone's access would be on the underside of the yeah, wrist. Yeah, right, right, right. No, yeah, I'm not going to put it on their on their wrists as far as that goes, <laughs> or or put a star of David on them. But I'm just saying, what you know, why not? Why not? Okay, here, why not? Rather than have a bunch of people standing ineffectively standing at the border, gumming up the lines, why? 
you know, why don't we utilize technology? The same thing goes as far as even blockchain, you know, as far as that. When you think about the, the, the utility of blockchain, literally we could, right. we could replace literally everything that we know with blockchain. We, we, I mean, we, can in the, we can in the happy path, but we can't in the... Hold on one second. Let's go back. Let's just stay, stick with AI before we get off into blockchain. blockchain. Okay. <laughs> so, so the question that I asked, sorry to do a little meet the press here. The question that I asked was, how can we prevent AI from being, from, from being used to facilitate evil or from being used to enable fascism when China's already doing that? How do we stop it? How do we, how do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? Especially when you're talking about using it as a method of border control. The idea of having borders after the fall of the American government, that's a whole other... We could spend a whole episode just on that. Oh, absolutely. So the fact that you want to use AI as a method of border and immigration control, but then say it's not... It can't be used to further fascism, and it can't be used for evil. Those are kind of subjective arguments, I think, the way that you're well, positioned. A, well, actually, you know, and, and also as far as my position goes, it's not what's, it, it, it's what's going to be good or bad. It's going to be kind of what is, and that's kind of the road I'm going down as far as that. Now, how we manage the technology and how we do that, that's a different discussion and a, and a whole different, you know, that, that's another well, three-hour well, sure. show. But yeah, well, but there, we, was, there was a lot of... We talked about was, it last week that, that you, there, yes, anyone can use any of this stuff for good or for evil. It's up to the people carrying the torches to right. make sure they, they burn anyone that's, that's trying to do bad. goes back to my question of where do you draw the line of what our valid uses of AI to preserve our state, to preserve our security, versus something that is used to preserve the security of a fascist state, of an illegitimate state, of a state that is harming the people? How do we, how do, where, do, where do you draw the line? It's just, you know, it's a similar question to nukes where you could say, well, you know, it's okay if we have nuclear weapons because we're the good guys. We don't want them to have nuclear weapons because they're the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I know. I, no, I, I know exactly what I know exactly what so you're where saying. Do you draw the line. Yeah. No, here. No, I and I don't have the I, I don't have the answer. What is going to preclude from somebody gaming this? But all I know is it's happening already. Like, for instance, with all the fundraising, all the governments and all that stuff, you know, as far you know, my God, you hit your finger on, on the computer. Amazon and whatever the algorithm, they already know what you're going to buy before you are. So, so we're already right. there. Okay, but that doesn't really. Okay. How that, stop that? Yeah, it's it's currently being used for for, for evil. Uh, <laughs> well, right, it's, but it's also, kind of, but, but hold on, they hold on, because the, the cows out of the gate. Hold on, wait, wait, hold, Chad, you got to back back off the mic a little bit when you okay, the, yell at the, 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 uh, the, the, you're clipping a little bit. The cows out of the gate. Yeah, but uh, the, the thing is, is that uh, like you ha you 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 emphasize a very heavy role of AI. Court cases will be adjudicated by a non-voting AI form. Yes, it'll provide law context and will ultimately deliver the verdict. How do you? How is that not? There's this gray area of you want to do this. That's fine. That uh, your opponents can do exactly the same thing, but it's terrible. It's fascist. It's horrible. How do you? How do you? Where where is that line? And also, the algorithms that try to predict what you're going to buy aren't that accurate. They're only getting more accurate because they're illegally turning on your microphone listening to you. That's how, I mean, I mean, I'm serious, though. It's like it's not I mean, only a couple of years ago, people were saying that the you know predictive, predictive purchasing and predictive searches and all that stuff weren't going anywhere until they started listening to spying on what people said. But that's another story. <laughs> How do you like? You're, if you're going to have answer, an AI you're answering, form, you're answering your own question, which is which is you really can't you can't stop it. I mean, it's going to happen. How do you have an AI? Yeah. Okay. How do you have an AI jury foreman 
if there's bias in the way that the AI algorithms work and how the training works, because you would think you want to, it seems like. Well, you're you're stuck on this illusion of control that we somehow will be able to mold the way this technology takes over our lives. Because that's exactly what's, that's what's happening. And that's what we do have control over. You're not, we're not just saying, oh, it's computers. Computers will solve this. AI will solve this. That's not what we're saying. We can develop the AI. That's why there's a bias. It's already developed. This is this is a machine that is already churning no, 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 no. along. You're, you're, you're not you're thinking about it like it's some giant computer that's just one god computer that no, tells us dis- what's good and bad in the world. Computing. That's not how this works. <laughs> I know it's distributed computing. It's millions. It's of not computers. just distributed computing. It's it's very specific algorithmic examples and scenarios based on how they mind. how they. Have you heard of the universal mind, Eric? Okay. Yes. Yeah, and the right, U.S. Right. government is trying to build that in a crater right in, now in, in Utah. Eric, we're, we're actually really, we're really a sophisticated computer already. I mean, it, it, we, we already are. It. I get that. And, and, but the computers that we people, make are yeah, not as sophisticated ahead. as us. Yeah. So the, the question, the questions that, that I have, these are very real questions. You want to do AI for this stuff? That's fine. That's fine. But then, you know, if you, if right now we're at the stage with AI where people are saying AI is racist because the training is biased, which is actually there is some truth to that. That certain algorithms, whether it has to do with face detection or figuring out what's in a certain photo, that's not coming up properly because of biases that have been encoded into the training algorithms for these for this AI for these instances of AI. Bad information so in. Bad information want, out. It's just a, okay. exactly. But, hold on, hold on. AI, but now, if you want, not, how do you, AI is an evolving thing. It's not, I get that. No, no, no. But you're you're, yeah. you're thinking about this. You're giving this way too much power. How do you because how do you it mitigate? Will have this power in the future. Yeah. What is the future? What is this power? What is this? How do you prevent biases? <sighs> By the time you come up with an AI foreman, which they're talking about already. How do you prevent biases? How do you prevent, if there's no bias, how do you prevent pre-crime? How do you prevent, well, this person matches all the other scenarios from the people you that are, not, are, are guilty, you, so the computer's going to judge well, them guilty well, based on well, a previous the scenario? How do you stop that from happening? The, the, the jury will be humans. They can either accept or reject that. I'm just saying that, you know, ra- rather rather than have a, uh, you, you know, have a, have a system where, you know, precedent and, and everything is presented and let the jury decide, okay, as far as that. And again, as far as, the, you, you know, Again, implement certain uh, things, in, like for instance, ha- have a, an appellate process, and eventually, if it comes down to nobody can agree on that, actually have the heads of the uh, regional governors actually decide. You can literally yeah, do it, checks and balances on all of this. And I don't think we're talking about we're not talking about having AI process, you know, very complicated contract law and murder cases and whatnot. But the 99% of the things that clog up courtrooms and that, that, that are nothing but roadblocks to people trying to get their, get their lives, you know, on the move after a civil trial or a criminal case, minor criminal case, these could be potentially solved by a, a, an algorithm running through and looking at people's histories, looking at uh, video footage, evidence. It well, can sure. all be scanned by a computer and an adjudication can be spit out pretty easily and and I'm not perhaps even penalties that can be uh, agreed upon by society that allows us to spend more time and devote more human attention to the things that really, really matter. matter and the worst thing you can be in this country right now is to be a black person trying to seek justice within the criminal courts it's, it's what about compl- well, yeah. what about i mean i don't want to i don't want this podcast to turn into a bunch of white guys talking about what we think black people should do but 
what what happens when a black guy is biased there's bias against him in the ai algorithms because the because the database only shows you know other people of similar facial features and similar skin tone happen to the it draws correlations about that how do you prevent that i'm assuming i i'm assuming that if you can uh, and and i and my assumption could be way off you know as far as i'm assuming that people would have a certain amount of sophistication if they had the ability to program AI. So as far no. as that, I no, mean, no, no. I would think because so. that's I mean, where I, we are I don't now. Think, I don't think you have people in the in the in the ghetto of of of, of uh, or Crackerville in Florida or Alabama programmed computers. You're not going to have that. Well, it doesn't even. It doesn't. But no, no. But that's that's not what what I'm saying is that you're you're giving too much trust. You're almost. Assuming that the, because it's no, a computer, it's not going to be subject I, I, I to all of no, our. No, 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 no. I don't trust this. I'm just, you know, I'm just seeing this. This is pretty much what's going to happen. It's not. And again, who's going to stop it? Are you going to stop it, Eric? Am I, gonna, Kyle? Are you going to stop this? No, absolutely not. Yeah. There's nothing I uh, yeah, can there's do. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I get. I guess the 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 bottom line is. Is that we need to get ready for this whole thing and be able to at least at least use it for some semblance of good or some fairness, and that was my idea as far as this. Versus, like for instance, you can see all these court cases in our in our country going on right now that are completely biased. They have no, actually, as far as any, any kind of fairness doctrine, that's just not happening. So, I mean, this would be a remedy for it. A remedy. It's not the remedy. It's a remedy. Okay. It's one of the ways to use technology that's already being used and already being yeah. proliferated throughout what do you, the planet. What, what do you to do use it to our this, advantage Eric, to, to help a hu- to help That's right. That's right. Bit. And Eric, I want you to stop watching Schindler's List. I think it's really sweet. I actually your haven't idea. seen Schindler's List. Yeah. Believe it or not, Neil, what do you think about this? You're rather quiet. <laughs> what do I think about the one? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, the uh, a- a- the AI AI judges uh, unfairly incarcerating minorities because that's what Chad sees as the future of the judicial system. No, it, it, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm yeah, kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Inevitability that that we see. This is the, you. This is a. We have to be in the mode of surrender now because there is not a lot we can do to change what it, the waves that are currently yes, crashing you know over us. That's right. But I asked well, Neil. Yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not uh, in a, in a mind to surrender. I the idea of you know uh, machine learning AI cold emotionless uh, programming ones and zeros determining my innocence or guilt. I mean, I I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of you guys, but I've got experience with the criminal justice system as a defendant, um, and you know being able to not play on emotions and and that sort of thing. Um, you know, and especially like we said, when there is bias inherent into programming, I mean, you know, um, right. I've got tra- traffic white, tickets to rural whites are not the only racists in the United States. Sure. You know, so the, the that's chilling to me, basically, the idea of, of, a, of a cold, you know, machine. Oh, well, we put your data into the computer and the computer says you're guilty. Uh, because ergo, because the, the trend line suggests that that's based on your criteria. That's where you're going. It turns into a, a minority report pre-crime thing. Well, it's essentially it's it's uh, phrenology with better right. tech. It's phrenology with extra steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and what's funny about about minority report is they they had to it had mostly this, white people. They in had it? to create these like mutant people to be the 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 precognitive 
tools. Right. They needed organs. Yeah, they did. But they they really, I mean, they really could have just pointed to the realities. Although I guess at that time maybe. AI wasn't as understood and well no it's not it's not even I I don't think it's I think it's simpler than that honestly I think just because if you said well what is the what is the genesis of the pre-crime system and then they just showed like a rack server (laughs) you know that's not going to track very well with the audience it's a good point so yeah it's it's very it's it's hard to take you have to take the machine out of the rack and uh, sneak right. with, sneak the rack through. Uh, what what through the happens? City. What happens when you're in AI court, but then Microsoft has a Windows update and the system just stutters for half an hour? You do. You know that's a good point. There are there are there are exploits for everything. So you've got the ability for justice to be served, but I guess you also have the you have you have for... the ability for the justice server to go down because of updates. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, if only, if only I had my, uh, you know, if only I had my audience from Pull Request. Which I, well, like, 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 okay, okay, uh, okay. So here, here's an example. Right. In fact, I, I'm not sure. Well, we're uh, spending, uh, we're uh, spending, uh, we're spending too much time on this one topic. There's a lot yeah, of other yeah, stuff okay, to get right, to, right, and right, I think, I, hold on, wait, I think you guys are right about... in the sense that I think you guys are right in the sense. Sorry, sorry for interrupting, but I just want to move on to another topic here. I think you guys are right in the sense that you're talking about where this stuff is going, whether it takes us. 10 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years, 200 years to get there, we'll probably get there. And I can't argue with that because I also agree that that's where we're going. I can argue about if you, you know, your beliefs and how that should be implemented and how it should exist, but you're advocating for fairness in every aspect we can control it. Uh, so you're, you're talking about a futuristic uh, hypothetical scenario that's probably pretty real and less hypothetical. City on the hill. I'm looking for. I'm looking for some some sort of you know concise answers to to some incredibly complex issues that have really. Um, in fact, you know our whole infrastructure uh, and and all our institutions have essentially. In fact, that was the real genesis for the book. You know, as far as that, all our institutions have essentially failed. I mean, they really have failed. In fact, they're absolutely at their wits' end right now. So, okay, what about NASA? Yeah, I think NASA is doing pretty well. What? Excuse right? me. Isn't NASA doing well? The only government institution, I think, that is? Uh, not according to uh, my, my big daddy, uh, Mr. Jeff Bezos. He doesn't think it's doing too well. So Why? Uh, because... He just wanted their money <laughs> instead, of, instead of Elon Musk. N- NASA, does, NASA does what they do, and their, their, their whole goal is not to raise headlines about how terrible things are. They want to... Th- th- NASA's supposed to be this shining light of science and technology and seeing where we can go as a country and what we can do as, as, a, as a world thing. We're not talking about the institutions of NASA collapsing. We're talking about the institutions of... Oh, the, the more abstract right, institutions, right, 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 not the right, right, literal... Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So wh- where did you... Uh, talking about your inspiration for this, Chad, I know we're like an hour in. Like, where did you... Where did this come from? Is it this came from your experience of just watching basically the we're past the peak of our empire? It's all starting to crumble down. You see, just see where it's going, or well, you... no, no, actually, you know, in in fact, I'm I'm really not a, a doomsdayer as far as that stuff. I mean, I, I have been in different incarnations. There's a lot of but, doomsdays but, but I'm to just speak telling, yeah, in the book. Where I got this from is generally I, you know, through meditation, I literally was starting. A lot of this stuff was just coming to me as far as the different ideas, as far as that, and and, and I meditate for as I've mentioned to you guys before. I meditate two and a half, three hours, and, and, and what I, and what medication were you taking i'm sorry Medi- medication no meditation no, 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 I'm, kidding, I'm kidding i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, when you can when you can kind of let go of of those when you can let go of all the little tentacles that 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 are grounding you well, <laughs> all the tentacles grounding you to reality. Yeah. And when you can when you can go in into your mind and and just kind of let it go, it's a whole it's it's a whole different sure plane of of thinking and a whole different place. So yeah, by the time you by the time Chad's written this down. And he gets back into that kind of rational, kind of human, regular brain. It's 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 you've got to take some reflection time, and you've got to figure this out. I I, I know where he's coming from. Yeah, that. you can you can go so far in your own head when you're in a good when you're in sure. a good uh, meditation session that you can almost forget that you know we have all of our other tendencies as humans. We have greed. We have evil. We have hate. We have immorality. You, you, when you're in that, at that place of peace, and I guess really what, what this book should be and what the goal should be is to get everyone on this planet to chill out for just a minute, to think inside, to reflect on, on their own faults and, and stop projecting them to everyone else. Absolutely. The, you know, and again, it, the, the objectivity that I was getting, it wasn't like, for, for instance, I am, listen, I could kick myself every day. I mean, you know, instead of going into, you know, high tech, I went into the oil and gas business. I mean, what a, what a, what a big bonehead idea that I did. I mean, as far as that, I mean, I, you know, I took the cash and I, I, I went, you know, exploring for oil, you know, as far as that. Well, what I really should have done is I should have went up to, uh, you know, up to Seattle or, or the Silicon Valley and basically got intertwined with, uh, with all the, you know, the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates and all these other wonderful people. But I didn't do that. But, but I'm just saying, I, I just look at this as an objective way as far as, okay, what, what could we, what could we possibly do versus what we, we are so disenfranchised right now and so disconnected what can actually bring us to, at least at some assemblance together now again within that within that whole context of that it's already happening i mean it, it, it and actually what kept on coming was you know essentially technology is actually leading the way and it's, and it's been doing it anyways i mean we you know i mean sure. yeah what is look at nfts uh the fact that you can now buy a, a license or a right to own an intangible thing on the internet. That that technology is backed by the blockchain, which is a. a I mean, you could you could buy a website and a domain name. Those are intangible things. You, you could buy, have. but that's not that's not an individual certified unique piece of art that you own the record to. Well, think about sorry, think about right. if that if that technology. I know what you're saying. I know what you're off, saying though. I know what you're saying. That that technology is is the next step for. Right, uh, overworked clerks of court. So let me you know, let me that, ask you: If you need me... a birth certificate, it's going to be on a blockchain at some point. Sure, no, it's not. It's not next year. It's no, probably no, no. And, not and the that's next the type years. of stuff. That's the type of stuff that I really love, and I really think like that's actually where we're going. I'm behind blockchain a million percent. I'm not. I don't understand why everything that comes out using the blockchain has to have its own cryptocurrency or its own. I, ICO or all, that's other because all that other stuff. Because people only pay attention to things get rich. when there's a money motivation. Right, behind. right. So let me the ask low, you this: though. So fruit is really what all the crypto stuff is. Yeah. But, at the, right. but the, really, uh, so, at the heart is, is, as far as technology right now, there's two th the two pillars are AI and, and blockchain. And actually, right. I don't know, and, and I actually can't even tell you what is actually going to cause more disruption. To what we know, you know, you know, everyone it's automatically thinks this be, whole robotic. You, you, I, you know, I would bet. Just, just throwing this out there, uh, I would bet that it's AI-based, high-frequency cryptocurrency trading. 
<laughs> it's a horrible combination of both of them. Um, but what I want to ask about, because you, because blockchain is a very big, uh, it's one of the major pillars of your of your book and, and your vision for a new libertarian party. And it makes a lot of sense in the, in the sense, no pun intended, that it it prevents dirty money from entering the system yes. because everything is kind of qualified and everything has to be. Uh, every, every transaction and every piece of, of digital currency has to be traced somewhere. Yes. So a lot of our government and a lot of our geopolitical relationships rely on the ability to have dark money, not just to influence them from a lobbying perspective, but for us to influence others going over. I mean, look at uh, Donald Rumsfeld misplaced $2 billion the day before 9-11. Oops. All these, these pallets of money that we're sending to dictators and trying to massage things around the world. How does that ha- how does that gel? You can't say that that's not going to be necessary in the new world. That's going to still need to exist as long as nations exist. So how do you do that? How do you grease the wheels a little bit if every dollar, every fragment of a, a cent has to be accounted for in a blockchain? How, how, how do you do it? If, if, you, if you can't prove it, you have to you have to buy in the system. I mean, I, I think you have to make allocations. The other thing, too, getting back to no, something no, no, earlier, no, but this is, like I said, you were saying about, the, about you know, dark money, the governments want dark money. They want to utilize dark money. Uh, dark money is, you know, that that's that's a misnomer. There is no such thing as dark money. It's absolutely of, utilized no, no, no. by every... Hold, hold on. Yeah. There's uh, dark. No, I mean dark matter exists. I mean, of of course, dark money exists. Dark money, like I said, we print it out in the pallet form to massage yeah, dictators. It's it's, 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 it's used ad- by the <laughs> Pentagon. It's called by the military. money. We threw it out the back. It's, it's and, you used. Know, and it's it didn't used, have to it's used by it. lobbyists. Yeah, yeah. It's used everywhere. And because and and the only and that's a major lubricant to our geopolitical strategy. So my question though is. If everything has to be tracked, it's like saying audit the Fed, audit the Pentagon. Let's say you did that. Then if they said, look, we need a billion dollars to uh, you know, smooth over some things in Iran. How about no? We're going to say no, <laughs> but that's not going to help us. So how does this gel with us? And I, and I think the real answer is not messing with uh, and not, not trying to extend our influence beyond our borders. But I think we're going to have to. Like I said, it's it, what, what's well, really interesting why are we is that have to. Why do we have to do that? I guess that's my. <laughs> well, I was question. going to say what's really interesting about about your vision, about the new libertarian party, is that nations still exist, the, and borders still exist. And so, if nations and borders still exist, then the idea of a nation that's not following us, that's not playing to our tune, but has something that we want, we're going to want that from them. Let's say, let's say it's lithium. Let's say it's oil. Let's say it's something. And then the country that's sitting on those reserves. Doesn't want to do the blockchain. They don't want to do all this new stuff. They're they're sitting in the 1980s technology. And we need to grease the wheels a little bit. We can't exactly print out money if everything's on the blockchain and it's all digital. So what do we do? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I think what we do is we get everyone uh, involved in the program. We need to get everyone involved in this mean? thing here to make it basically so encumbersome. Like, for instance, you know, as far as greasing the machine or, or going down to Bolivia for lithium. And, and okay, so um, yeah, I mean, so instead of uh, you, you know, as far as what how to how to give an incentive to basically play ball with us. I mean, right yeah. right right now, what we do is we generally. Uh, 
if you if you ever done a little uh, if you do a little historical research, a lot of these leaders that ever got in our way, they their, their planes mysteriously ended up <laughs> they end up dying. So yeah, some yeah, of they, them. They well, a, those are the people yeah. that also wouldn't take the carrot that we're offering them. The ones that carrot do take the carrot that yeah, we're carrot offering. Yeah. So, right. So the ones that do take the carrot that they're offering because they know how the game works. Yeah. What do we do with them? I guess we don't have an answer. I think all of this is predicated. All this entire book is predicated on on. It's a fantasy because it's it's predicated on removing, removing the the desire for evil. Yes. From yes. But that's not that you can't remove the desire. Yes. Get it out of the way. You know, so we can actually focus on other things. Like for instance. So so what's more interesting, talking about this or saying it can never happen, and then that's not going back to nothing. It's that's not what I'm. I'm not. Did I say it could never happen? I'm asking questions to try to find the line to distinguish this philosophy. It has to happen. Or essentially, we are going to self, uh, you know, annihilate. That, that exactly. Yeah, it's, it, so it's, yeah. We're we're heading we're heading down the drain. Right. And in, unless someone can stuff something in there, uh, we're you know, all going to slow, slow the suckage. Into, yeah, I right. I, know. I, I have yeah. a hard time. I have a hard time believing that. I really do. Because maybe it's just because my entire life people have been saying that. And it's usually the older generation that is realizing their mortality and they're, oh, this world's going to shit. Oh, my God. we're uh, China, Mexico, whatever it is. They're always saying the world's going to end. I've lived through five. I'm 34. I've lived through five different times that everybody believed the world was going to end. I refuse to believe that we're going that it's going to end now. I think it's going to be a lot different. Probably a lot well, warmer and less comfortable outside. You, you, you never li- you, you listen. You never lived through. You never really lived through the Great uh, Depression, where there was no money, and neither neither did I. Nor did, no, but I'll tell you nor, about nor, the Great Depression. Nor did you I had ever live through a place where you COVID, had no oil to drive your car, which I lived through that too. So right, yeah. So yeah, we've we've never we and and even Chad's generation, we haven't lived through these yeah these these. Shake-up events that that changed an entire society. Actually, we're, we're I think maybe we're going through one, right, one now. right now. 9-11 yeah. was another one that massively changed society, the Western society at least. It did, but it didn't. It didn't change people's access to the things that they've taken for granted. It yes, made it a little it bit did. more difficult to get through an airport. But it no, 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 no. There is so much. Didn't... There's billions and billions of dollars of security infrastructure of things that nobody paid attention to until 9-11 that have affected us on a daily basis. Things that we take for granted now because 9-11 is almost 20 years old. I don't know that because that's also but, your birthday. But if we're comparing it to the Great Depression, which saw I'm not comparing it to of... the Great Depression. I'm comparing it to events, like you said. There well... are major events that have affected society as a whole. 9-11 is one. COVID is definitely one. And the, possibly uh, the, the Great Recession. another one, too. But here's the thing. We've, yeah. we've insulated ourselves from the real horrors of this. You know, we've been fighting wars for 30 years and none of us have got drafted. And, and Chad, well, and you know, you even to... in your book, you mentioned that there's a compulsory service agreement for young uh, no, people. I, no, I actually, no, I, I believe that the, to, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm part of the Vietnam protest thing. I instantly, I was, I, I, I actually joined the military. I'm actually a, a month, a month in the Vietnam era. Uh, you know, category. I actually, I actually believed in this uh, nonsensical stuff at a different time, and then my mind completely got changed as far as after the reality of seeing, of being around the military and all that stuff. That that completely changed my mind as far as the whole thing goes. But here, having said that, I do think that a model like even Israel or Switzerland, where you literally had compulsory, very young, would 
would, could endear people with their government, you know, versus looking at it as a as an adversary. And I think. But how do yeah. you how do you how does that scale to our population? Israel can do it because they're a small relatively lean population i mean that both literally and metaphorically well again that's part of the part of the solution too is instead of having 50 fragmented states literally having have seven republics and literally have it with equal population yeah yeah and and with equal population goes to my next question if the population changes because let's say you know like right now everyone's moving to florida or whatever you know region that's going to be in in your in the seven regions of the country what happens when there's enough of a when there's a tipping point to where the state the states don't have equal population anymore? Do they have to exchange land so then they get equal population? Uh, actually, you just adjust, like like we did in the beginning when we uh, you know as far as the founding fathers did they they just drew lines they, you know all, all these lines between Virginia. Well, no, and I mean, I get, I get the initial. <laughs> I get the initial. I get the initial line drawing. Yeah. I, I, but like, it's about the changes. It's like if there's enough, if there's another great migration to another part of the country, and that offsets the balance of population, which then offsets the balance of power. How do you rectify that? Oh, you, 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 you said, how do you rectify it? I mean, yeah, you, so you, let's say, let's say everyone's leaving New York and they're going to Miami. And so whatever region that we're in, in the, you know, probably the New York city state is now going to the every Florida six city years, state. Every six years, you have the ability to adjust these things. You can, you know, you yeah, 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 yeah. You, you would, so it's like a redistricting. Yeah. yeah you, you, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a, it's like a county line. Mm-hmm. No one has county pride. Right. <laughs> they do in South Florida. That's, that's another that's, story. That's true. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's another story. Um, okay, that, that, that's right, cousin a, pride down there. That's not. Uh, there you go. Uh, so you you mention a um, excuse me, you mention uh, uh, eliminating income tax and eliminating most. Excuse me, sorry, eliminating most taxes, but then adding a one percent transaction tax that then it gets further sliced based on the type of transaction it is and who's doing what. How did you arrive at one percent, and how and do you think that that's actually going to be enough money? Well, um, actually, I was doing the math on that thing, and in fact, if in fact, if we were doing a one percent transaction tax on every transaction, that would be that which would is essentially in the sales tax, right? As far as that goes, if nothing was exempt, and that literally everything was, you know, as far as that, it, it would grow exponentially. We we would not. Have any tax issues now? If we had, if we had any major issues as far as that, then of course you adjust it two, three percent, whatever. But right now, I thought, God, I, I was looking at the numbers. One percent would create an enormous amount. I figured I, I did all the math on this before. I, I probably need to go do it again. But yeah, it, it was it was ample, ample amount of money. So so yeah. So if you eliminate, if you have, if you, and as far as a booming economy. You you basically let money go freely, move freely. You know, I mean, truly freely. You know, as far as where people can spend what they want and, and do what they want, they're going to spend. They'll spend the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I think. I think the the old adage that if you raise taxes, you're going to stifle innovation. I don't think that's anything. No, There's I, no I, truth I, to that. People will create. People will thrive. They will. They will continue to seek profits, whether they're taxed or not. But if, so the, but if it, the taxes in, in the event that you eliminate, you know, the taxation and you make it a very minimal thing, I think, yeah, that's 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 going to spur a little bit. But I don't know if it's going to be 
it, it, that's that's not a a world changing. Well, well, thought. for for instance, for for instance, you know, the fat cats with the real estate, you know, and, and, and instantly, I, I've been on both sides of stuff here. I mean, I, I literally, you know, as far as that, I, I used to be able to pay zero tax. I was worth, a, you know, I was worth millions of bucks, and I didn't pay, I didn't have to pay any taxes because I knew how I knew how to manipulate the system. I knew how, especially sure. with oil and yeah. gas. I mean, you know, there's so much tech, there's depletion, there's intangible drilling. There were so many things that literally at the end of the year, I mean, I wanted to sell some of my tax benefits because I didn't have, but I was standing with a pile of money and that's what everyone's doing now. That's why Jeff Bezos and, and, and all these people, they're, the reason why they don't pay because they don't have to. They're smart. They game the system. And, I, and, and, I, and, and I'm at the point in my life where I think we need to stop gaming this stuff here. We need to start basically start taking care of our people um, that we have. Most people are what, you know, a couple of months away from the street, you know, um, you know as far as that, somewhere down, if, if that, you know, and, and and I'm even talking, and there are some people who are making, you know, uh, p- people in San Francisco who are making $500,000 end up in bankruptcy court. So there is something extremely not aligned with this whole thing here. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. You know, they're, they're obviously someone's getting away with this thing here. I mean, you know, as far as that. Sure. And, yeah. So. So what you're saying is the new Libertarian Party is an alternative to guillotines. That's right. It's, it's, it's the chance, it's Possibly the last less chance bloody. that you have. You know what? You know what? I don't even want, you know, as far as pitchforks, in fact, I, I, there was one uh, investment banker who's talking about the pitchforks are coming for us, you know, as far as that. Um, I, I'm not even talking about wanting to go and recapture Bill Gates's, uh, you know, uh, whatever he's got, $200 billion, you know, dollars, and I don't know how many young girls stashed somewhere. But anyways, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not even going to go after him as far as, hey, you know what? It's Let's, a, it's a yeah. let them eat cake, but the cake is gluten-free, so we can all enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, we, I think we need to do a part two on this because I've, I've got a lot more questions and we don't really have that much time. But and I want to hear more there from Neil. One... I, I, Neil, I've yeah, yeah, what do you think, this Neil? This entire episode. Hey, 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 Neil, Neil, can you wake can, up, you Neil? Know, sorry, just, just so you know, Neil. I've yeah. had li- listen. I had a seven-year ongoing battle with internal revenue. I, I actually, I actually had that. Literally, they were going to throw me in jail. They were going to throw my wife in jail. They were going to take everything I, uh, I own. And basically, I was fundamentally right with them. So I went to battle with them. I, I've done this criminally. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I've had certain episodes. I was charged with. Uh, I had a woman come over and complain about my cat going pooping in her box, and so what does she do? She falls down, and I was charged with uh, assault and battery and cats at large. And they called the IRS for that? No, it was cats at large. And actually, I ended up copying cats at large. I'm they, sorry, they, you they, said they what? got rid of the cats? assault and battery. But the woman, she fell down, and she said, oh, my cats. God, he, he hit me. I didn't hit Hold him. Hold on one second. Anyways. You said cats, <laughs> cats at large? I was convicted of cats at large. So, yeah, listen, I've had That's my hilarious. own problems. I have okay? never heard so, that yeah. before. <laughs> It sounds like that would be a great children's book, Cats at Large. Yeah. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's um, I don't know, some regional code or something like that. We get, you know, you can get a dog at large. Yeah. Uh, our, our dog got attacked by a loose dog, and the person got uh, charged with dog at large. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my TIL uh, for today. One of those and things. Not the, so, well, I, that's insensitive. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know, Neil. What do you what do you think about all this? Or should we keep keep, keep your angst saying? for part two? No. Yeah, I, I think a part two would be good. I think there's a lot of information uh, to explore here, 
Um, and I've just been kind of learning a lot. Like, you know, I'm not real familiar with, you know, blockchain and tech. You know, you're, you're talking about when the robot judges come, I'm the guy that's going to move to the hills with my you're rifle. You're already there. And some you're bullets. in Montana. Well, but I got paved roads. I'm going off, I'm going off grid, baby. Uh, I got you. You know, the more that I think about it, because I, I, I always, I always wanted to, uh, what is it? Growing up in South Florida, I always wanted to make it to New York. Because everyone from my family are from New York. I'm originally from New York. Everyone in South Florida is from New York. Now that I'm here, I'm trying to think if there's any other place I'd want to live. And I think the only other place I'd want to live in the U.S. is somewhere like Montana. That's just so far away from what well, I consider. And, and Montana is full. I mean, that's the, the big problem. Is we <laughs> sure. No, I'll be your next door, I'll be your next door neighbor. Either, so that's the other it'll problem. Be, it'll be three people per mile, but I'll be right there next to you. Well, um, and that's no. But I mean, here's the thing. I mean, that's a, that's a legitimate thing. We talked about it last week when we were talking about you know the class warfare. People with out of state plates having their uh, tires right. deflated. Um, you know, but you I don't can't have a car. I won't have any out of state plates. In these, literally, there is a hundred percent rental capacity in Missoula right now. There's nowhere wow. to live. So Are they building any here, houses? That was the slogan. Oh, Montana's full. Ha ha ha. But now, literally, we are. Please go somewhere else. Idaho would love to well, have you. Everywhere uh, is that? Is, is the, that your? Is, the, is that the cross? Is, is that the cross state rivalry, Montana and Idaho? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, is just the somewhere else. Not here. Of, we're full. If, if, Montana, if, if Montana is one of the furthest places I could think of. Control, I think you guys wouldn't have such a big problem. Well, wait, Neil. What is <laughs> what is preventing people from developing more? And more? is it is it the the preponderance of uh, it's political. native no, land it's there? Or no, there's well, no, but. It, there's a demand for it. Why aren't they building apartment buildings and subdivisions and tearing um, down farms and putting up? Because if I build an apartment building, that devalues everybody else's property. Sure. Right. So, so the it, scarcity it incentivizes is what people to, I mean, and, and that's the economic reason. The practical reason is, you know, a lot of these cities, I mean, you know, uh, um, you know, Kalispell, Missoula, they butt right up against the mountains, you know, so you're kind yeah. of constrained by geography. Um, at a certain point, you go too far in Missoula, you're building in the mountains, and that's, you know, that's just a cluster bang, so you can't do that. The, I guess the, the reservation land is is off limits, too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a penance. That, you know, as far as compared, that, that's, that's, not, that's not as big as you think. Sure. The other thing, too, well, is I mean, you, know, I mean, you, go, you can go to North Dakota. They've got all kinds uh, of rentals in North Dakota now. That's too flat. I like that's the, also I like North the, Dakota. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like the idea of Montana because it's just like getting really far away. And look, I mean, look, Neil, do you think that New York needs more people? That they're constantly building stuff and they're filling up as soon as they can find a way to push more people out of the city. Why can't I move from a city that's already full to another city that's already full? Because we're full. Go somewhere we're not. What do you think? Uh, what do you think they say people. about here? There's more people. There's probably more people in Bushwick than there is in Montana. Probably. You, you just go, Eric. So just go. More? Don't don't well, ask for I actually, permission. I, just go. Years ago, I looked up. Yeah. I looked up how long it would take me to fly there. It's an eight-hour flight. No, it's not. And not direct. The layover needs a layover. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's not easy to get there, but that's part of the allure because you're just so far away. Just like a completely different slice away. of life. I'm on the internet talking to you right now. We're, no, we're but that's, connected, I mean, that's, baby. <laughs> well, I get. I guess through one giant cable. You know what I'm saying, though. I just like, uh, I yeah, do, anyway. but it's, it's the illusion of it that you get. It, it's, it's right, just it's like the, the illusion of living on a giant ranch. The reality is, you get here, and 
the cost of living is lower, sure, but the salaries are lower too, commensurate. And and can I and, and can I do the why does everything close at nine o'clock? I just thought that it would be open, even though it's a Tuesday night. I don't get it. Is, isn't it also an eight you? month winter? Well, yeah, we also have that as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I lived in Pittsburgh. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. When it, when it's didn't we remember? Below, didn't we like have a during the polar vortex? Like a few years ago, back when that was, I think back when I lived in Pittsburgh, I sent you a an image where it was yeah. actually colder in Pittsburgh than it was in Montana. Could be well, like a because days. The, po- the polar vortex. We actually had colder weather here first, and then and it, it yeah, hit the it east, east coast, and then it became an issue. The same with the uh, the smoke from the forest fires. That's uh, right. Nobody Which cared is, about that when yeah. it was just it's, you know, no. It's really scary. It, it you know, the, to, the Gulf Stream is, is completely blown away. I mean, literally, there there are some of the predictions as far as. Uh, you know what's going I've on. I've seen the world after it's, tomorrow. It's going to be brutal on the East Coast. It, it, I would, it, I would, I would, I would love it if the Gulf Stream disappeared because it'll be nice and cool around here. Yeah. Europe's going to have a problem, and I, <laughs> Florida's yeah. probably going to be a lot hotter. Yeah. But I'll be fine in the Northeast. Anyway, all right. Why don't we put a pin in it, end it here, and we'll talk about it next week on a part two because there's so much more stuff. I've got, I've got all these notes. I've got so many questions for you, Chad. Okay. Um, and really, and I'm really interested in, uh, about this and. I, one thing I have to remember, and this is, I'm only speaking for myself, is that it, you're, there's a sense of, fate, of, of, of fatality here, futility here, of like, this is what's going to happen, here's your take on it, rather than arguing whether it's going to happen, which is what, what I was kind of doing before. I'm not, I, I, I think we're agreed that a lot of this stuff is going to happen, but a lot of the questions that I have are kind of about, about specifics of just how it's going to, because everybody says, oh, we're going to end waste, fraud, and abuse, oh, we're going to stop the corruption, oh, we're going to fix all the money problems, or we're going to do this and Well, that. we're either going to basically, you know, we're actually gonna, going to go to a, a super consciousness and literally, you know, literally take care of a lot of these issues by ourselves, which I'm a little bit skeptical about that happening, simply because, I mean, I think we've eroded. So if that's not going to happen, which that is okay, really what should to, happen, but it's, I if, doubt it will happen. Okay. If so. we're moving into a super consciousness, how do we build that into AI? But why don't we tease that for the next episode? Okay. Okay. Along, with, along with Kyle's uh, intergalactic confederation question, which I think is really interesting, unless you want well, to ask it now. See, that's, but that's, 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 that's where I was trying to get at with this whole topic. Is right. It's not to, not to pick apart the logistics of it, but to just think about just to fantasize Isaac Asimov about it, where, where we could, where we can go as a society and where we could go as a planet to, to get ourselves ready to join with other consciousnesses and other civilizations that have probably figured these things out before we oh, have. Really? Yeah. What do we, yeah, what true. do we have to do to get there? Right. And, and to get, to get on board. And, and I think, yeah, you're right. The first thing we need to do is, is fix the fact that our, planet is self-destructing well it's not self-destructing the, the we're destroying self-destructing. it well, a, a right. small yeah. number of people are destroying the planet right and remember in, like george carlin said the planet will be fine it's the people who are fine anyway <laughs> yeah. so with that chad where can people find you chad at giantrockthemovie.com and this book is called the new libertarian party Oh, actually, I even have a website for that too. You can you can actually go for my website, which is actually a crappy website, but you can do that. The New Libertarian Party. Revolution well, that's going to get America. people going. I actually, you know what? I'm thinking about taking that thing down. But anyways, you can is go it, to that is one it a too. New Libertarian anyway. Party, a Revolution for America dot com, yeah, right? Or how is that? Is it all one word? Yeah, whatever. I don't even know what it is right now. Actually, it's, right. I thought it's what's NLP. the book called? 
Uh, I'll, anyway, I'll, I'll get back with you on that one. I got to figure out what, what, what I did. We'll with set that up one. a Squarespace and, site for you. Where's what's the book called again? Uh, the book Full is title. Rev, uh, the New Libertarian Party: Revolution for America. That's one. Okay, that's that's the newest that's the newest book. And then the old book is just Giant Rock. Giant Rock is the uh, is the uh, talks about a uh, uh, a whole group of people called UFO space contactees, which I was intimately close close with and experienced that. And hopefully, uh, one day, one day, we'll make a movie on that one. Okay. That'll be great. Yeah. And, uh, Neil, where can people find you since you ruined that nice imagery that I painted of you in a nice, you know, giant ranch in Big Sky Country? Where can people find you? Yeah, well, you know, I, I want to be honest about it. I want to advertise. I don't want to false advertise. Um, you're, you're actually in a basement in Pittsburgh. It's begin. true. Uh, but I'd say yes. what, I'll, I'll, I'll post some good Montana pictures at, uh, at We're Out There Pod on Twitter. And hey. uh, we, we doubled, I think, since last week I put it out there, we doubled our follower count. We're at two followers now. Yes. Uh, so that's of 50% of the show hosts follow their own show on Twitter <laughs> right now. You know, I don't like the sound of my own voice. I just talk. That's not, No, I'm kidding. I'll be sure to get on that. Oh, that's right. And all of you should as well. And the person managing all of that is Kyle. Kyle, thank you so much for increasing our the halo effect around our little franchise here and trying to promote our shows. Well, Neil, Neil is the uh, Neil is the Twitter uh, contact. Here's the chi- he's the chairman of Twitter at the We're Out There Network. Um, but if you want to find us on Facebook, it's Facebook.com/slash We're Out There Network. And the, this episode will be posted hopefully on both of those shortly, as soon as I cut the show together. That's a good. That's good teamwork. And you can find me right here next week when we talk about stuff out there. I didn't I messed it up. Have a good night, everyone. This has been a pneumonia production. The views and opinions expressed on We're Out There do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Matt Baltrucky.